Welcome back to the Listen, Disciple, Repeat podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Fant, and today we have Ryan back with us. Glad to be back, boys. And then we also have Justin. Good morning. So uh, I'm kind of excited today. We're going we're gonna to be talking about an interesting topic. Um, it's one of those that, you know, is it the foundational uh belief of what we believe as Christians. So um, we're going to be kind of talking about science versus the Bible and creation and whether or not Genesis is to be taken, you know, literally as history versus just like more of an allegory um, or poetry. Um, And I don't really even know where you guys stand on this. I kind of have an inclination for as far as Justin goes but i'm not sure where you stand on this one ryan are you well are you, and, uh, a, uh, are you an old earth or a young earth guy or do you how do you interpret uh genesis i would say i would fall more into line with i would rather fall on the side of scripture interpretation on i'd rather take the bible at face value than trying to draw it up and to draw my own conclusions there obviously is a lot of different uh, literary uh, structure to the word that does allow our interpretation and the meanings to go different directions. But I would say I'm definitely more on the younger side, um, you know, for a few reasons I can provide as we dive in. But I I find it very hard to believe that the earth is millions or billions of years old, like a lot of scientists seem to believe. So, Yeah. And where do you stand at, Justin? Yeah, same. Um, definitely a younger Earth, um, just due to a lot of stuff that I've researched and watched and different things. That's uh, a lot of the evidence really points to a younger Earth, more um, you know, catastrophic events, obviously with the flood and all that kind of stuff, whatever. But the the details of all that and what it what it tells us, um, which we can dive into a little more. But yeah, definitely more young Earth for me. Okay. And Justin, I think, I mean, on our end, I know we're listening to you over headphones, but you sound a little bit uh, broken up there. Um, it probably won't come out that way on, on the recording, but i just letting you know. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, when I first, I mean, I have to be honest, like coming from my um, perspective, I mean, I didn't, unfortunately, start taking the Bible at face value and literally until really the last probably eight or nine years and you know I grew up kind of holding the opinion of well some of it you know just might be stories to kind of teach us some things or maybe that's not quite literal because I mean what did we all grow up believing in public school you know what we what were we taught and that's you know the millions and billions of years you know um, big bang theory and like evolution and uh, basically, that we were all coming out of some primordial soup, uh, and and things form from this basic level and into the complex level that we see today. And really, I mean, if you start really looking uh, from a scientific perspective, which I I feel like science kind of confirms the Bible if you really take a good dive into it. 100%. I know, 
I know a lot of people look at it because they come up from that evolutionary perspective and that's what they are taught. And a, a lot of them, you know, don't believe in God or don't, or they're agnostic. And, and so they, you know, people have some very hard, you know, views on, on either, you know, if you start trying to delve into somebody's whole paradigm mindset, then they can get very defensive about it and, and try to trash you as far as like, I mean, because the first time I heard somebody say this earth is, which we, we're going to get into this in just a minute, but you know, it's the first time I heard somebody say, well, the earth is 6,000 years old. Uh, according to the Bible, I was like, what? I was like, that, that sound, that doesn't sound right. But the more I actually looked into it, the more evidence there is, it's actually more evidence for a young earth, in my opinion, than, than an old. Um, and you know, we can talk about some of that, um, which this is probably going to end up being more than one podcast. Cause it, and you know, to throw out this, to everybody who's listening, you know, don't believe us, go out and, and study the word and study, you know, what scientists are saying about it. There's plenty of resources, um, which we, we can mention some of those, but we are not scientists, uh, <laughs> at all. So we're, you know, some of the stuff we're saying is, is parroted from people who, uh, are scientists and know what this is, but I just thought this would be a really good subject and interesting to bring up for, you know, our audience and, and it's a good thing to dive into because it does have to do with, is the Bible truth? Um, which we did have some podcasts on that, uh, in the past, but this, this is just super interesting to me. I mean, I study this stuff just for fun. Um, I don't know about you guys, but. So let me, can I, can I kick us off with a really interesting thought that I've never heard until this week? And it's funny that you told me this was the topic because the timing was impeccable. Yeah, I saw a clip of this guy saying, all right, think about it from the stance of when God did create the earth, the, you know, and everything throughout creation and then Adam. Because we, you know, so much of the scientific community falls back on the carbon dating, counting tree rings, doing all these tests, and they're the ones coming up with these just really giant age numbers, right, on how old fossils and trees and rock and sediment and stuff is. Well, he was talking about how, well, when he made Adam, Adam wasn't a baby. He was a man, right? He created man and woman. So... Could the original foundations of creation could be ha- were they spoken into existence and birth into a reasonably matured state from the get go to where it based on our understanding of trying to backdate things like that, maybe it would seem it could be possibly that old, but they were created into that maturity level. The plants, the trees, the solar system, the humans, the animals, everything, was that all displayed where the evolutionary argument would have taken billions of years for that to evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve to trickle down to possibly become that? Did God speak it into the, what it is from day one during the creation moment itself? Right. I mean, well, that's what Genesis says. Basically, you know, he spoke everything into existence. And so some of the, I, I do agree with that. And I, and I, that's what I 
believe that the Bible is telling us here. Um, but, you know, if you're coming at it, I mean, even some of the seminary, you know, even some of the Christian colleges, and if you go to certain things, like, you're going to get different views, and you're going to get different people thinking, you know, is it old earth, is it a young earth, how do we fit all this stuff in? And like I was saying before, I feel like the science backs up the Bible rather than disproves it. And I feel like science is just kind of catching up to what the Bible is actually saying there. Um, but if you look at, you know, the creation account, you can get different interpretations of it. Um, but I, I tend to come at it from the literal historical view. Um, some of some people have proposed something called the gap theory. Have you guys mm -hmm. heard of that one? Yeah, I mean, so ba basically they're saying there was a gap in between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. So, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then, okay, right then you have a gap of millions and billions of years. And then, it, and then Genesis 1-2, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So then he starts to create the world that we live in. To, you know that that we live in today um so some people come at it from that to try to fit uh millions and billions of years into the biblical time frame um i think that's probably a a, a leap there <laughs> if i mean it doesn't say anything about that um so if you're gonna take genesis and you know literally you know, God created the world in seven days. So, you know, six days really, and then on the seventh day he rested, which is what defines our week right now, and that's never changed. But, you know, if you look at it too from, well, how old's the earth? Well, from a Genesis perspective, if you follow all the genealogies, which it goes into, you know, how long each of these people lived, you can work it out that the earth was created about 4,000 BC, uh, which is 6,000 years ago. And you can follow that, you know, in, in the Bible. Um, and, you know, a lot of people want to go to 2 Peter 3, 8, uh, which says something to the effect of, you know, a day to the Lord as, as a thousand years, as a thousand years as a day. Um, and so they want to try to make it, and, you know, does that mean that these these days, these creation days were a thousand years each, you know, which would put it back to more like 11,000 years ago? Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to say, but I think when we, it says as a thousand years, but you got to look at it too as like God was God is outside of time, so time doesn't really affect him. Um, I think in the context of when that was written in Second Peter, it's more to assure people that Jesus is coming back. He didn't forget about us, but you know it, it might be a longer time span. So don't you know lose hope. One thing I'd like to lay out just for everybody listening, because to me it's. I and I know y'all are the same way being outdoors guys like being out in God's creation traveling nature 
seeing all kinds of this of his artistry of his hand is probably some of the times I feel the closest to the Lord as well, just because my mind's so blown and how did this get here? There's no way an explosion just randomly occurred. But just for, for everybody listening, going back to, especially if you have anybody in your life that's struggling just with the evidence of God and not maybe they're atheist or agnostic, the you can't have a, a building without a builder, a painter without a painter. We can't have creation without a creator. So that all points back to a grand design and a powerful being that is the God that we know and serve that not everybody understands, but kind of walking people through this and taking them to the, the absolute fact that it's impossible scientifically for nothing to create anything. So anybody believes that we just all popped up by chance, that's absolutely and scientifically impossible. Take religion out of it. Nothing can't do anything. It doesn't exist. It isn't anything. So right. that's that's something that just that simple fact and truth has, I've seen, spark a lot of head turns and change the direction of conversations. It's like, well, you know, I guess you're right. But, man, you, you see what's taught in school and especially in universities these days that's all that is pretty much preached and shoved down everybody's throat is the Big Bang and Darwin and evolutionary evolution. Um, and you see some of these different debates now. That's some of the cool stuff, too, going online and watch some of the, the creation. Like they did one at the Noah's Ark with Bill Nye, the science guy, came yeah, to try to basically <laughs> de- debunk Noah's Ark and the whole creation museum. That will get your blood boiling a little bit if, if you're anything like me, but uh, it's, it's still interesting to see how the Bible does have a lot of scientific facts in it. It does have a lot of just, I mean, we, we know as believers where that derives from, where that comes from, but when you're really laying that out and going to bat with it and you're equipping yourself with that knowledge of how it does prove those things against what the world view is, from most people uh, that that are you know going to take religion out of the conversation, it holds up beautifully, and it's a really awesome thing. I, I'll try to bring a few excerpts uh, next week if we're staying on this because uh, Ray Comfort, a guy that I followed for years now and I love to listen to, has a book he wrote called Scientific Facts in the Bible. So I'll see if I can snag a couple good clips out of that to bring into next week's podcast to maybe throw a few out there because uh, they've been they've been head turners for me, even stuff that I didn't realize. So and they even get into the dinosaurs and all that. So just how much of a deep dive they've done in writing that book was uh, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I plan on, you know, extending this out because I think it is important and I think it's interesting uh, it's an interesting subject to talk about. Um, but I mean, just going back to what you were saying just now, Ryan, uh, if you look at it almost from like a computer perspective, you know, if you look at our DNA, I mean, our DNA is written out in a code. Um, yes. they, they even have like, so there's a thing called a codon in our physiology, like, so certain amino acids create certain proteins that are necessary for life. I mean, think about how much code is in a DNA molecule. Um, so if you look at that from like a computer perspective now, like, you know, so yet if you look at like binary, everything in, 
in computer is written, you know, code, it's like you're not going to look at a computer and go like, oh, yeah, that just um, was created out of random chance over billions of years to form this, you know, computer. And then now we have it has the ability to do all this stuff. It's like, no, obviously somebody uh, had the forethought in mind way down the line of like, uh, like it's created. Um, and so that's kind of a, a metaphor that I use there, but it's, I don't see how anybody could look at the complexity of life around us, the complexity of everything, um, and, and just say, well, it happened by random chance. I mean, it's just astronomical odds that it happened by, by chance. Oh my goodness. They, I mean, I, I mean, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I'm a history guy in general. I don't remember anything blowing up and ever causing order, structure, and life. It's quite the opposite. Well, that's, the, uh, that's so, Newton's second law of entropy. It's, yeah, I mean, which basically says you can't get order from disorder. Um, so, I mean, that is one of, like, our arguments to the Big Bang theory is, like, you know, you that this is Newton's second law. Um which is given by the secular world. And so that's the law of entropy, which basically says that what I was just saying there. The largest part of creation that just touches me personally, just in my own relationship with the Lord is, you know, like I said, going and seeing some of the physical beauty and wonders of the world, seeing the different life, uh, animal life, sea life, plants, just all the the design that went into all of that. And then thinking about how there's 7 billion other people other than me walking around on the planet. And the creator that made all of this 6,000 years ago knows every hair on my head, knows every thought I've ever thought, and died and paid my debt that I could never pay back for my sin to make a way for me to spend eternity with him like just just the whole concept of that and how humbling that is and just how incredible the whole thing is in general about how amazing and big the god we serve is right one one uh, important fact i wanted to bring up is you know how can we so when jesus was was alive and so we have scripture written in the new testament multiple times so jesus referred to the old testament over 40 times and he treated the old testament as literal historical fact Correct. i mean in mark in mark 10 6 it he says you know god created man and woman in the beginning of creation so in the beginning of creation so that doesn't hold to these long, you know, millions and billions of years before man kind of deal. And he also mentions things like Noah's flood, um, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Jonah and the great fish, um, all these things that a lot of people want to go and, and they want to take it as like poetry or not literal. And you know, Jesus is taking them as, as historical, literal fact. So it's like, I'm not going to go and, I mean, I can't believe any less than what Jesus believed. Um, and in Galatians, uh, Colossians 1, 16 and 17, it says, For all things 
were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. So it's, he, if he's referencing that and we have documentation that he's looking at it from a literal literal and historical perspective and then we also have evidence that he was there in the beginning and he witnessed all this there there's your fact right there if we're if you're if you're looking at it evidence to back up the historical account of genesis he's just validating and confirming what already was and is written right first <laughs> first hand testimony right Right. But so the, I've got a little, the, I've got a small yeah, go uh, little excerpt. It's just one paragraph in my study Bible here I wanted to read. And then they're fairly direct about it, taking the creation scripture literally. And mm-hmm. then uh, see what y'all's thoughts are. So it's titled, How Long is a Day? So it said, Did God create the whole universe, including the original plants, animals, and first two people, Adam and Eve in six literal 24-hour days, or did it did creation take place over millions of years? When we look carefully at Genesis 1 in Hebrew or even in English, it is clear that God created everything in six literal 24-hour days. First, we are told that he created the earth in darkness and then created light. He called the light day and he calls the darkness night. And then he said, and there was evening and there was morning one day. He repeated the same statement at the end of the second day through the sixth day. Everywhere else in the Old Testament, when the Hebrew word for day, or yom, appears with evening or morning, or is modified by a number, like the sixth day or five days, it always means a 24-hour day. On day four, God further showed that these were literal days by telling us the purpose for which he had created the sun, moon, and stars, so that we could tell time, literal years, literal seasons, and literal days. Then in Exodus 20, God commanded the Israelites to work six literal days and rest on the seventh because he created in six days. Furthermore, like Nathan was just saying, Jesus and the New Testament apostles read Genesis 1-11 through as a straightforward historical narrative. There are additional There are additional good scholarly reasons for coming to that conclusion. There is no biblical or scientific reason to be ashamed of believing in a six-day creation. God has spoken clearly and truthfully. Will you trust his word over the arrogant claims of sinful men? Yeah, I think that that lays it out really well. And to go back to one thing you just said there, if you look at the Ten Commandments... You know, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit murder, thou shalt not commit adultery. What You know, those are all literal things. So how can we look at the Ten Commandments? So like nine of those things are literal, and then we take the other one about the Sabbath day and, and the days, and we take that as like, well, millions and billions of years. Like, I just don't see how that lines up. Well, also... So, and if you look, I was going to say also, yeah, like, if you look at when things were created, like what days things were created and all that, like the plants and everything were created. And then the next day, 
animals and you know all the flying you know the bees and all this stuff so if it happened if it didn't happen you know uh the very next day and it was millions of years or whatever or that even however long the plants and stuff we obviously know that the bees play a big role in keeping things alive and pollinated and all that kind of stuff and you know that kind of thing so if, if, if the plants were just around for however long without those things like yeah it, they wouldn't survive yeah that's they wouldn't point. survive so it'd have to yeah, be yeah so good point. yeah so yeah so if i had it written down here on that so so if you're if you're in going back to the second peter 3 8 where a year as a thousand or a day to the lord is a thousand years concept and you're trying to spread these out these literal days out over a thousand years or even millions and billions of years so like on on the on day three he made plants like you're saying justin so the plants need sun to survive and the sun was created on day four so the plants would have died over a thousand years mm -hmm. without the sun and then and then uh he also made like the bees like you were saying on day five that would pollinate the plants that were made on day three so they wouldn't have been able to pollinate so yeah like I, I think it would i think if you're looking at it from that perspective you can also relate that to a, a literal 24-hour day yeah and i think the reason he did it all like because obviously he could just you think he could just snap his finger and just it would just all be you know whatever but um it would seem like he did that on like purposefully so we would have you know like that's where our weeks and days and everything come from like that's how that's how we perceive time and everything like that is all how in in the way that he created everything and that's i think that's the reason why you know he did it day by day by day by day just to set set that week well if you look if you look at it too on day one he created time so it's hard it's a hard concept for us to get but like before before day one there was no time yeah and so he he made it you know um and and so yeah like i mean you can go way down the rabbit hole with all this but just the i i, I recently uh, watched um a video on answers in genesis uh has a bunch of of good content and there was a guy talking about the moon and you know its origin and like how it controls the tides and how it controls our seasons and like and, and all this stuff and nobody can come up with a great explanation as to like how our moon is right at the right you know uh, distance from the earth uh, to create all these things and it also too the moon is steadily moving away from us you know every year you know in, in the something like a few inches but i think it's uh compounded as the years go on they've done these measurements but you know even if you want to go with the millions and billions of years um it doesn't line up with that because it would have been so close to us um in, in some sense that it doesn't it doesn't uh leave room for for the millions and billions of years and i probably just butchered that but i mean it's it's one of those things that you can you can think about and it gives you some evidence yeah well 
Oh, totally. It's well, the the sun, moon, and stars all have such a impact on just the sustainability of life and everything that is living on our entire planet. And science, as our knowledge and advancements in technology have just exceeded itself year over year, that's only been proven even more so. And to go on the sun side of the of creation, after you're, with you just touching about the uh, the moon. So I've got this here saying, so the, not to miss the magnitude of the creation of the sun. Because we just all, you know, it's warm. Okay, cool. Wear your shades. It's up in the sky. You know, how often are we really thinking about the sun? I mean, I'm not. But So the magnitude in its creation. So the surface temperature of the sun is around 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit with the temperature at the core around 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot. The sun's diameter is about 870,000 miles around. That's 100 and times more, 109 times more than the Earth. And it's 333,000 times heavier than the Earth. And that's only one of over 100 billion stars that God created. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there, there just seems to be too many coincidences as far as like how everything would have to work for us to be alive on Earth right now. You know, the magnetic, the magnetic field, the the distance, you know, that causes the seasons and the ability for us you know, to go through the seasons, to have food and everything to be alive. Like one, one little thing is off and we either are so cold that we're dead or we're so hot that we're dead or, you know, a solar flare gets thrown off and without the magnetic field surrounding the earth that we, we would die. You know, it's, it's all this stuff that has to line up just so not including our physiology. Um, it's just so many things like it, I don't see how somebody could look at it and say like that all just happened by random chance. It's obviously designed to me. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why all these theories that, you know, uh, you know, the, all these people are researching and like string theory, this and that or whatever, it's all stuff like they're chasing their tail. They don't ever come up with anything useful or that makes sense or anything like that because they're literally looking in the wrong place. And that's, that's really what they're, they're doing everything they can to to try to support that that theory of the you know millions and billions whatever it is however many years um but it's just it's almost like a like it doesn't make any sense obviously but it's it's just one of those things that that's that's just their easiest way of being like well it could be that or whatever and but it's all their research is is being done on like they're not keeping an open mind about, well, what if it was created? What, you know, let's look into that at all. Cause they're just blinding themselves to that. And they're just focused on. So, you know, it's just like the carbon dating stuff and all that, that they do. Like they, there's so many different ways to carbon date and everything that, and each one that you do is very, like it's a re- it's really far off from the other like it's like well, there's variants within like mil- like hundreds of millions of years and stuff like that so the the fact that they can say that it's accurate or whatever to... is just yeah there's 
Well, you also have to assume that, you know, that the processes that are happening now are the same way the processes were happening in the past. I mean, we can hop into this whole thing later on, but, you know, it gets into geology and all kind of stuff. So, you know, how, how geologists look at the formation of rock and the way things, you know, decompose in, their, in, in the age of everything now when you're talking about radiocarbon dating and that is, is they're looking at everything from this uniformitarianism type structure, which I think was brought out um, in the early 1800s. Before that, you know, if you're looking at a, a Genesis model, which includes the flood and, and all that, um, it's more of like a catastrophe. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's like from a catastrophe type uh, geology standpoint. Um, and I'm not a geologist, but I kind of understand, you know, so things in the, in the past probably happened according to Genesis way faster, um, by way of the flood and, and all these things than, you know, the process of the processes that are happening as we see them today. Um, and so that was one thing that I thought was interesting that we can touch on later on. Cause that goes down a whole whole deal yeah well and that same kind of thing they're looking at it you know like you said as today like how things are and same thing with uh the argument of the uh like noah and everything like that is that they they always talk about well how, how could you get every species of animal on one boat kind of thing whatever but it says every kind so it's you know instead of 300 different breeds of dog you're not getting all it's it's just yeah. oh, oh it's it's a, just yeah they, well they all came from a wolf <laughs> originally so it's it's just a male and female wolf and that's it yeah. he didn't bring 300 breeds yeah from what i've heard you would you would only have to have maybe like 2000 kinds of each thing yeah you know and it doesn't it doesn't specify like whether they're in their baby state you know because obviously you would want a, a animal in a state where once the flood is over they could reproduce like you wouldn't want to bring like these fully um you know heavy adult you know animals it might be like in a small you know when they're really small so i mean you could fit 2000 kinds on the ark um so we can we can you know that's that gets into a whole thing that i would like to discuss you know uh in the next podcast but um one of the main uh, one of the things I, w I wanted to bring up is so if you're looking at the world from this millions and billions of years and you say okay if, if, as it relates to maybe like dinosaurs you know everything is 66 million years ago you know they went extinct so um, if you look at, at death before sin, so how can there be, if, if man and woman were created in the beginning, as Jesus said, but then you want to make the dinosaurs be before man, it's like, how could there, how could there be death, killing, destruction, diseases that wiped out the dinosaurs before death even entered into the world? through Adam's sin. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. 
So, and, and which brings about the whole thing is like, without the truth of the Bible, there is no morality for us. Everything's relative. Your truth is your own truth. Um, so if you don't get these, if you don't take Genesis literally, it kind of destroys the whole Bible all the way through then. So like, well, what's, what's true then? Was the flood true? Was the Tower of Babel true? Was Exodus true? Was Jesus alive? Was the resurrection true? Um, is our, you know, do we even have salvation? Like what, what is the point, you know, for Jesus to die for us if we don't believe the foundation of what happened in the creation from a biblical perspective? I mean, if you look at Romans 5.12, it says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sin." You know, that lays out the reason why Christ had to come and redeem us back into the image of God. And through his sacrifice, we're saved. Um, and so if that didn't happen, if if death happened before, you know, if, if God created the world as a, already with people with death and dying and all that, then, you know, how can you add in millions and billions of years? That's a great point. I actually, I've never thought of it that way because, you know, you try to, you try to pinpoint in what could have been before in the middle or after instead of just taking it for the face value of it. But it's, it, to me, it's a very simple fact as to why there's so much debate because it's the same old song and dance, right? Of everybody, either one creating a false graven image of who God is and how things happened and you know his character creation the whole story because it takes way more faith and way more effort to be reaching so far down these rabbit holes to find another explanation for why we're here and it's sad because if you're questioning why you're here and you don't have a a solid concrete uh place to stand on with that the sad part is, then what's your purpose? Why am I here? What's the point? Why are, why do any of us do what we do on a daily basis? If you take God out of the equation, eternity out of the equation, we're not temporary beings. But it takes way more faith for somebody to believe that an explosion caused all of this order and beauty and creation of itself. That just seems so much more exhausting and taxing and it makes no sense but where it makes sense is okay if i live over in fairyland of of that aspect which is what i think of it not trying to be ugly to anybody but from that point of view well if i'm gonna make that my foundational understanding then that means I don't have to live in obedience. I can live in sin. I can do what I want. I can serve myself. I'm my own God. I make my own decisions. I don't have to worry about being wrong or living in obedience or convictions and all those things either. You get to serve yourself and go on living life that way because sin's fun and people enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's uh, well said and that's a good place to leave us off um, for this this round of the podcast, but that was, 
that was right on point of where I wanted to uh, to get to as far as why you know we believe what we believe and why we're taking Genesis literally and historically, just as Jesus did, and why it serves as the foundation of our faith and and why it's important. Um, but you know, next week we can kind of dive into you know we can get into some things like flood geology and uh, dinosaurs and different things like that. Um, if you want to bring in some of uh, some aspects into Ray Comfort's book, which I, I like watching him as well. Um, he has a good uh, book that I've read as well that I think he wrote actually with Kurt Cameron. Um, but which one is it? Uh, I want to say I have to, I, I don't want to tell you the wrong thing, but I'd have to, I have to look it up, but I've read it and it, it goes into the whole, um, you know, a lot of the stuff we were just talking about. I think gotcha. it's how to know God is true. I think is is what it's titled, but um, I can't remember exactly right now. But uh, but yeah, I'm glad we were all able to get back together and start uh, with a new season. Uh, so hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Ryan, if you want to pray us out real quick, we'll see y'all next week. Sounds good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you for another day. We thank you for our life. Uh, just pray as we're going through and just studying your word and just discussing your grand creation, uh, just that you'll reveal yourself more to each of us individually, help to point us towards the truth that you've laid out, and just for your Holy Spirit to speak through us through your word that is the truth, Lord. Uh, we just pray over our audience, just uh, hope that they're seeking you each and every day, praying over them and their families. Uh, we live in a crazy world. Just help to give us the strength and help us to all be transformed by the renewing of our mind every day. We thank you for our many blessings, and uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, we'll see you all next week. See you. Thank you all so much for listening to the Listen, Disciple, Repeat podcast. Please like or subscribe on Spotify or Apple iTunes. And as always, go and make disciples.